we call you Jehovah Jireh because you are the provider in our life. We bless that name. We call you Jehovah Nisi. You are our banner. You wave your flag in our fight. We bless that name. We call you Jehovah Sabaoth, the captain of the armies of heaven. We know that angels go to war, so we bless that name, empowering you to move in our situation. Hallelujah. We don't give you information, Lord. We give you our invitation. Be God in our lives. Be faithful in our lives. Be worthy. Be holy in our lives. Do the thing that only a God can do. Thank you for being God for each and every one of us. In the name of Jesus. And because we serve a great God, we are expecting great things from you. We are expecting you to do things that only can be done if God is involved in our lives. Surely the Lord has done mighty things for them, whereof we are glad. Thank you for being God. Thank you for being good. Thank you for being great. Thank you for being gracious. Thank you for being loving. Thank you for being kind. Thank you for being merciful. Thank you for being truthful to us. Thank you for not leaving us to our own devices because you are a good God and we bless your name. Now say this with me, Heavenly Father, your word says, if I lack wisdom, I should ask you in faith without wavering and that you would give it liberally without fault finding. I ask now for that wisdom and I believe that I receive it. And I say with my Lord Jesus that I must be about my father's business. Thank you for giving me your insight into my kingdom success. In Jesus' name, I pray expecting, amen. Now say this with me, I am a believer of the word of God. I am an epistle of the spirit of God. I am a disciple of my man of God. I am a finder of the destiny path of God for my life, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank God for each and everyone that's watching with us online as well. We really acknowledge your presence and we're glad that you're here with us. Thank you if you're watching on Facebook um, or if you haven't taken the time to go out to our YouTube channel, in the name of Jesus, please take the time to go out there and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Sunday Destiny Generation Church. You can find us and um, you'll see the messages, all our messages for the year out there, they're all in order. So if you missed a Sunday or something, you can go back and catch up and um, we believe that that'll be a blessing to you. Amen. So we'll talk to you at the end about uh, how you help us to keep this word going and help us to do the things that God has called us to do. Praise the Lord, everybody. All right, so unleashing the increase uh, of faith is where we've been. Um, and uh, I do wanna make sure that I, as I said before, um, that I do take the time it takes to tell you thank you. Um, you know, this last week was the time when we 
um, celebrate honoring the gift. And um, it's a big deal for your pastor. Um, why, Pastor, why is that so important to you? Well, I, I, I pour my life to minister to you, right? And um, it's a specific time of the year that we set aside where I get to hear from you how, your, how my ministry is affecting your life, right? So, in fact, this is the time that you prepare and minister to me, all right? And you did such a great job. I'm going to tell you, not only was I encouraged, but my ministry friends that came to the house were encouraged too. Your example not just encouraged and strengthened me, but it, is, it strengthened my friends in ministry. They were very much encouraged um, by, their, by being here. One of the things that we said in our prophetic impressions for 2018 was that God was going to make us an embassy, a place where ambassadors gather, people who are leaders, who have a space of authority will gather in this house and then they'll get the information and they'll get insight that they need that'll help them to move towards their destiny and towards their assignment for um, dominion and for government. And um, so I just want you to know that that did happen. I mean, people are so excited. They were just blessed just by our hospitality, um, by all the things that were done. And so you encouraged me. And um, as I told you last Sunday, I'll say it again, your giving isn't complete without my thanksgiving. Okay. Um, and I showed you that from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, that after they gave, the people who receive have to be giving thanksgiving. And in that, that's where, well, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Um, that's, that helps us to, um, that helps us, heaven moves not just when you give, but when I give thanks for the gift that you gave. I'm trying to teach people how it works. So you've been believing for something and somebody's so into you. Don't just take the money and run. I'm just saying, pastor trying to teach you how this works, right? Don't just take the money and run. Don't do that. Make sure that you put some praise on it. I had to, I had to make sure, you know, I'm, I'm getting all of the names of the people who gave so that I can look at names and say, God, I thank you for this one, and I thank you for that one, and I thank you for this one, and I thank you for that one. All right? Because that's part of you receiving a harvest on the seed that you sow. Somebody say amen if that, that ministers to you. So I just want you to know you not only blessed us, uh, blessed me, but everyone that came was blessed. I mean, I've, I've heard from it, the state pastor um, from the Church of God, sent me an email just how blessed he was. My, you know, my, my, my ministry partners, they went home, they're buzzing. They're like, okay, where can we do this again? We all trying to figure out, like, you know, God, what do you want us to do? What's next? Everybody's like, what's next? All my Doma partners and brothers, they're all like, what are we going to do now? We got we to gotta keep this. We got to, you know, so I just want you to know that that's, that, that was very important. I'm, I'm praying Right now, even as you prepare for our, um, our Leadership 2020, we have A-list speakers. 
okay, this is like if you were to go somewhere to some, you know, big quote unquote big church and some big venue, you couldn't get any better speakers than what we bring in here, right? Um, and so I just want you to make sure that you're taking the time to put those dates aside so that you can prepare to, to get it. And then we're going to work to invite more and more people here. Um, the state pastor was like, I hope your people understand the quality of speakers. Said, no, no, my people, I, I'm telling them. I make sure they understand because faith comes by hearing. So I, I say it. I said, no, but it's, it's, it's that serious. Okay. And so we're going to do some time, spend some time with our media team, make sure we get the announcements out and so on. But I want you to do your personal part to both prepare. Um, we're going to have some days of consecration before then, because I want us to be at the right faith level as a congregation, right? To receive. I want the house to be hot. I just want them to feel like they can come in here and have all the freedom and the spirit they need to just come in and drop the load and to give us the insights that we need to be effective into 2019. That's really why we do it in the December time frame so that you have this and then we put all of this together and we pray it through and say, God, what do we now have to act on in the coming year? Somebody say amen. All right. Unleashing the Increase of Faith has been our series um, not only did you hear from the speakers that were here, but the Sunday uh, before that, you heard from our own apostle. And so you've had some voices, um, some other voices. And that was part of the design of this series is so that you would also not just hear from, from me as the primary voice, but there are some other voices that you would hear through this series. And so I'm, you know, and each one has a certain nuance. Man, I'm going to just tell you, though. Okay, we, we all agreed when we left here that Pastor Tony Shaw is like America's faith man. That dude, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> that, that dude, okay, like he, he is, man, you know, I never have to concern myself, like, you know, because Cameron, Cameron is down there with his church. Like, I never ask him how he doing. I never ask him. I don't have to worry about it because I know he's taken care of. You know, there's some I got to be concerned about him I don't even think about. Because <laughs> God has done well by him, and he's got a great pastor. He's a great man of God. And so I'm, I'm glad I, when we get down to my series, I'm going to talk about how we're going to act on some of the things that he talked about today. Um, he talked about sowing daily season to your man of God, so I got some information on people that want to do that and have multiple ways for you to do it. Um, and I thought that was very simple, practical, but very powerful, right? Wasn't so much that it's trying to break your bank in Jesus' name, right? Um, but it, it gives you a practical tool to both sow in faith and then go out that day with expectation to receive that day. I think that's very powerful. So I'm, I'm really looking to, um, to do something in that regard, and, um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay, objectives, we said, number one, to review and elaborate on the basics of understanding the force of faith, how it works and doesn't work, and walking by faith. 
And, and how it doesn't work is as important as how it does work. So me telling you how when our faith failed is, is a part of it, okay? T2, to encourage you to examine faith as a toy, trial, t- tool, tactic, technology, or termination. Termination is where we're going to, where I live, and if necessary, I'll die staying in faith. Three, to enlighten levels of faith as described in Scripture and encourage self-examination to move you to spiritual acceleration in your purposeful faith development. What level do you think you are? How have you examined yourself? How do you grade your faith development? Four, to illuminate power keys and principles that I've learned in my own life and seen in the lives of my mentors and spiritual leaders. And you heard, you heard from some of those. You heard uh, from Apostle here as uh, one of my spiritual leaders um, and mentors in the faith process. And, uh, you know, one of the things she told us, just as an example, one of the things she told us is that faith always has to have a project. Faith has to have a project. So what are you working on with your faith? All right. And then five, to embolden you to release your faith for the illogical, inconceivable, and what is naturally impossible such that God is free to move in amazing ways to bring his purpose to pass in your situation. Now, you start, I'm saying this stuff, and then, um, you know, I'm down at, at Jubilee um, for their Jubilee convention, and uh, Bishop Thompson's up, getting ready to take an offering, and I just hear a thought that was bigger than me. And I'm like, er? <laughs> But because uh, I'm a journal type guy, I wrote it down. And I'm like, Lord, that was, it was it's, it's inconceivable. It's illogical. Naturally, it's impossible. But I'm like, I didn't come up with it on my own. Okay. So I wrote it down and started to just say, okay, now, um, how to get from here to there, I have really no clue. That's not my job. He didn't tell me to figure out a path. That wasn't the thought. His thought was to believe me for this. All right? And um, okay, right? I mean, if you tell me to believe you for it, then, I mean, I'm just going to start believing Right? And then I'm going to start the whole process that we're talking through as we take the steps of faith. All right? And I'm going to keep confessing until he tells me to do something. Okay? I'll, it's so big, I don't even, <laughs> Pastor Bull, I don't even know what to do. You know, some things you, you know to do and, you know, like, I'm believing for this church to get filled. So I'm preaching to the people that's here. I'm inviting visitors. I'm putting myself, I know the steps to take. All right, this one is so big, I don't even know what to do. You know, <laughs> my boss often talk, often says, you know, what happens when the barking dog actually catches the bus? He don't even know what to do with it, right? <laughs> now, this is like that. It's so big, I just feel like I can bark at it. I don't know what to do if I caught it today. I, will, I don't even know. Okay, but that's okay. That's not my job. I just stay in my lane. I do my part. My part is to believe. All right? And then God's part is to do the other pieces that go along with that. Somebody say amen. All right? 
Um, so we believe, release your faith for illogical, inconceivable, naturally impossible, such that God is free to move in amazing ways to bring his purpose to pass in your situation. And that last statement is important, his purpose to pass. Because sometimes we just release faith for cars, cash, and cribs. Nothing wrong with it. Listen, if you don't have a car, start getting in faith for one. I'm just saying. I'm mad at you. Listen, listen. There are places that uh, public transport, you don't have to have a car in some cities, but yeah, you live in Michigan, you need to have you, you need to have you some wheels. We haven't even set up the public transportation for you to just walk and get to every place you need to go. All right? So there's nothing wrong with those things, but listen, let God begin to tell you, because that's all a part of it, but that's not your main purpose. Unless he told you you was a car salesman, and that's what he created you to do, then that just having a car is not your main purpose, all right? It's just a tool. So what I want you to make sure that you don't stop at stuff that helps you to, to make a living and not, and not release your faith for the purpose that helps you to make a life, right? You want God to begin to, you want to believe God to do the things that make you a life, like your faithful relationships. Okay, believe God for, for y'all to talk better to each other. And then when you miss it, repent. Okay, say these two words with me. I'm sorry. Okay, see, it, you didn't die. The world didn't end. You know what I'm saying? You see, it came out of your mouth. And, 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 and the sky didn't fall apart because some people act like just saying the words is just going to kill them. No, you ain't even dead. I didn't cuss you out. Yeah. Have some faith. Ask God. Believe God for relationships to improve. And trust him. Ask, believe, confess, demonstrate, expect, forgive. Lord Jesus, forgive. Please forgive. Please, right? That's some stuff you're going to have to let go. I remember when. Oh. See, now you glad Jesus put your stuff in the sea of forgiveness. You glad that he don't bring your stuff up no more. But some of y'all going fishing. <laughs> y'all pull that stuff back up. I'm just saying, you know, sports fishermen, they, they pick the fish, take the hook out, throw it back in just to do it again. Don't be sport fishing on stuff that you don't forgave. Woo, that's some good preaching, Pastor David Johnson. Amen. That's some good preaching. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some, some people go diving for it, boy. They don't even fish for it. They go diving. <laughs> Deep sea diving. All right. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We gave you some definitions of faith here. We talked about faith as being believing without sense from evidence, agreeing and acting on divine promises until the power of those promises are displayed in open operation. See, I believe on it. 
until it, until it manifests. And I stay with that believing process, agreeing with the truth of God's word until the power of that word changes situations. Your faith is not in you. It's not in stuff. It's in God and in his unchangeable word. Faith is trust. What do you rely on, lean on, and put your confidence in? When it gets tough, what do you turn to? And are you your own God? Faith is the ability to believe that desirable things which you hope for actually already exists and belong to us. I was teaching this, I was teaching this in, um, in the GM Bible study this week, and what I explained to them was that I said um, it was Tuesday the 16th, and so in the GM system, you get paid when you salary, you get paid on the 15th and the 30th. And I said, uh, you know, most of us didn't get a physical pay stub with a check. I said, back in the day, we used to get checks. I said, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people. I think I probably still got some of my old check stubs in the house. I told them I was that dude. And, um, and I said, so back in the day, you used to get a pay stub, a check. And you, you could take that check, and then you had to run to the bank and deposit. You could cash it and get cash out or make a deposit right then and there. I said, now... GM takes money from their account and on a certain day transfers it to your account. Now, nothing may have changed on your person, but just because nothing changed on you physically doesn't mean that you didn't get paid. And I told them, most of us, we trust them even though GM went bankrupt. Don't, don't get mad at me. We don't even check whether or not the deposit was made. We just assume that it was. I said, I said, we trust them and their word, even though they have failed more than we trust God's word. We just trust it's going to be there. Some of us don't even look at the count, don't even see if it came in. We just trust. We just, it's the date. It must be. I got more money than I had the day before. We trust. See, you're supposed to have that kind of faith that even if nothing, even if your physical body still has symptoms, that the healing is still in my account. Now, I may have to do work my transaction. I may have to go to the bank and fill out a slip and make, you know, to, to, to take what's in there and make it and put some money on me, I may have to take some more steps, but the money, even if it's not on me, is still mine. Okay? So that's how I think about faith. Right? I told you this before. That's why I tell, I tell my daughter, I say, listen, in our house, we don't say we broke. We just don't use those terms. We don't use those terms. Now, you want to use those terms? You can't. I'm just telling you, if you was a Johnson, you wouldn't be using those terms if you stay in my house. I say we between seed, time, and harvest. The expectation is that we've all sowed. But if we have, we believe that there's something out there, it just may not have arrived into my pocket yet. It's in my account. It's just not in my pocket. I could believe the same thing for my healing. I could be, believe the same way for my marriage. Lord knows I believe the same thing for this church. I believe there's more members out there with my name on it. They mine. They not in these seashells. I just believe that they there. 
Yeah, I believe that when I, they see this video, they're going to say, I need to get to that church. Where that, where, where he at? Where that at? H Hammond, Hamilton, um, <laughs> what street is that? I don't, I don't where, where is, where is that street at? Where that street at? Google, Uber, Lyft, somebody get me there. Bus, MTA, your ride, some way I got to get up in that building. I believe that they out there. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? So the same way, that's what we mean. We believe that those things already exist. Just like it's already in my account. Because the day passed, I believe on the 15th, I got money in my account. Nothing changed at home. But I still believe that I had money that wasn't there before. It already exists. I desire it. And it already belongs to me. I like the way the Amplifier says, faith is the title deed. Title deed. I like that terminology. Yeah. Uh, when you buy a house, you get the title deed. Even if somebody's living in your house, when you got the title, it's your house. Yeah. And so you have to believe God told Abraham, I've given you this land. Now, there's giants still living in it. It'll, it'll be a couple generations before your seed actually take full possession of it, but it's already yours. And so that's the kind of thing that, that's the way we think about faith, that there are promises, and they're already us, may not have all manifested today, but they're still mine. They exist, and they are mine. All right? Um, then we gave you the longer definition. Faith is the process, equipment, and the lifestyle provided by God, whereby the believer through a process of biblical belief, confession, and corresponding action receives God's grace, precious promises, and pursued empowerments and world-overcoming quantities in spite of opposition, situation, and setbacks, enabling heaven's influence to interrupt and overpower earth's problems. I'm going through a process of receiving these things so that... So that faith, so that God's power can interrupt any problem that's in, in my way. Okay? Um, then I've given you this definition. Faith is my unfair, sustainable, competitive advantage over the world. Man, it's unfair. Many think they got me, and then I start believing God. <laughs> People mess with me. I said, listen, it's not in your best interest to mess with me. I'm mad at you. I'm going to start believing, though. It's not in your best interest to mess with me. You should leave me alone. You need to go find you somebody else. That got a little, that's got a little attitude on it, don't it? <laughs> that little swag up in that thing. Bruh, 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 bruh. You need to, you know, the scripture says, Satan goes about seeking whom he may devour. He comes to my house, I say, no, you may not. I just tell him, no, not here. So I tell him, it's in your best interest. I'm not even, I'm not telling you, you just need to leave me alone. I'm just saying it's in your best interest to find you somebody else. My blessing will come on you in reverse. I got a little swag to it, don't I? Yeah. I understand. God says this blessing of Abraham is mine. God says, I'll bless those that bless you and curse him 
Like, it's only supposed to be one him because when God makes an example of the him, the rest of them going to leave you alone. I've had managers come for me. They're in retirement now. I'm just saying, I'm still there working. Okay. Unfair, sustainable, competitive advantage over the world. All right. Now, we've talked to you about the ABCs of faith, right? We've been working our way down the list. Let's look at our list of the ABCs of faith. We said the A is to ask. So we've talked about that, that we, we get a promise, we hope for it, we, we develop the picture of it, and then we ask God for it. We believe the thing that we ask for. We believe that we receive it even before we, we have the manifestation of it, right? Whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive it, and then you shall have it, right? So that's believing is when it's in my account. The shall have it is when it's actually in my pocket, okay? C, we confess because we say faith is voice activated. I said I was teaching faith on this week at Bible study at GM, and I said, you do not wait until you see change to say change. That wasn't in my notes before, so I, I wrote that one down. I went back and got that myself. I said, I had to write that one down. The Lord said that one on the spot. So I need to say that one again. You don't wait till you see change to say change. If you won't say change, you'll never see change. Y'all got that? Right? Now, that ties well into our word at the beginning of the year that my tongue is the pen in the hand of a ready writer. Right? Will you say the change that you want to see? Will you call to it? Will you speak about it? All right? We'll talk some more about that today. The D we said is demonstrate. That's acting in line with the words you believe. All right? What, what things do you, if you believe your marriage is better, I mean, like, you, 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 you should plan for vacations you can't even afford right now. Yeah, you should play. Um, Pastor Tony um, was here, and one of the things he wanted to do on Friday, we just never got around to it. He wanted he wanted to tell a testimony about uh, a, a lady uh, in his congregation who was practicing this daily seed thing to him. And then she got in a situation, and this this lady uh, she had two has she's a member of his congregation has two severely disabled children. And the pressure of that situation got so bad that the husband left her, right? So she's just managing it, holding her faith, doing all of those things. And um, she got in the situation where her landlord um, said, uh, 60 days, I need you to be out. She's, you know, she's at that point where everything's kind of touching. Cold. She's doing everything she's doing, but it's not like there was any margin. So she's, Pastor, I need you to agree with me, you know, for, for me to get a house. He said, uh, for, for me to find another place to rent, to rent. And uh, he said, okay, but do you, I mean, I can do that, or do you want what the Lord is telling me? Well, Pastor, of course I want what God is telling you to tell me. What, what, what? Well, you sowing, you know, to a homeowner, why don't you believe to own you a home? Can God give me a home in 60 days? You believe he can get you on the rent in 60 days? 
Si Hop. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, okay. All right. Well, praise God. And then, then um, he gave him, he gave her two, two actions to do for the thing she was believing for. He said, I want, number one, I want you to pack two boxes. Okay, one box is stuff that you don't need, but you pack in as an act of faith that one day you're about to move. All right? So one box I'm telling you to pack up stuff, and you're just going to sit that box someplace. He said the second box is stuff that you use every day. I want you to have a box packed up with stuff you use every day that you got to go into that box to get the stuff out because that's a sign to you that you are moving here. That's why it's staying in the box, not just in your house. Woo, that, now, see, that was real simple. But, baby, that spoke volumes to me. I was like, Jesus. She did that thing, and then Pastor Regina um, she was in that mode, and then Pastor Regina said, I, 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 don't just go to realtors, go to builders. Pastor Saul said that happened maybe a few months back, and she's been in her house since maybe September. So she's in the house that she's buying now. A brand, a brand new house, not a house somebody else. She was with a builder. See, that's when I said I got to go on and start doing this Daily C thing, because I'm just saying, man. Just saying. You're right. So, I, so that was real simple. And I was like, listen, I'm like, man. So he couldn't tell it. Next time he come, you know, y'all be excited like you heard it for the first time. But I couldn't wait for him to get back. That one was so good. I needed, y'all to, I needed to tell y'all myself before he got back. All right? And so... Even, even now, like, so, so for those that are interested who want to practice the, pra- the principle of the daily seed, you can use our NGAC. I'm already, when people sow seed to me, and I get love offerings on that, um, I see your name. I get an email with your name on it. I see your name, and I pray over it, right? You online givers, when you give, email comes to me. I see it, and I pray about it. So you can do that. Um, but I also, I have a PayPal account. I just did. He, he uses Cash App, which seems very, very simple. So I got that one, too. So if you want to talk to me afterward, I got all of the ways that whatever way you want to sow, if you want to start the daily seed at a dollar. And I, I like what he said. Just start it at a dollar, something that won't break you in Jesus' name. Because the purpose is that every day you sow, and then every day you're in expectation looking for harvest. That's the principle that we're working to Every day I sow, and then every day when I sow, I'm believing for a harvest. And we start at a dollar. Okay? Hallelujah. Most of us waste more, a dollar in Jesus' name. All right. Now, some of his people have started at a dollar. They're up to $3 a day in Jesus' name. But you, that, that's you. That's you and God. We just want you to get to the mode where I'm sowing a seed every day. I'm doing it. And then I get to the E part, which is expectation. Right? F, we, it was the last one I deal with. I dug deep on that forgive one, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cut, I cut deep on that one. I cut deep on that one because forgive is where a lot of us short-circuit our faith. 
And stuff happens. But God doesn't give any of us a pass to get over people because stuff happens. Nobody gets, uh, okay, you okay. Everybody else got to forgive, but I'm going to let you deal, live with your unforgiveness. All of us got to deal with the issues that happen in our lives, and we all have to deal with the things that can hold us back ourselves from receiving from God, forgive it, and move on so that we, our account with God stays clear. Because no matter what anyone has done to you, it, none of it is as bad as what you have done to God. Whatever it is. See, that's, that's the reality that we have to deal with, right? That's, that was the, the man who owed, uh, somebody owed him a day's wage, and then he owed the king a year's wage. That, that, was, that was God giving you a, a statement that whatever somebody has done to you versus what you have done to God, it always pales in comparison. Okay. And so then we don't want to, like that man, be locked in, in torment, in prison. All right. The G is glorify God. That's what we're going to deal with today. Um, Romans chapter 4, 16 through 25 is our scripture. Romans chapter 4, 16 through 25. All right. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him, in, of him, of whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Or as I like to say, God talks about tomorrow like it was yesterday. Who, contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And, be, and not being weak in faith, he, didn't, he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about 100 years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb since she was about 90. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthening in faith. This is the key part of the G, giving glory to God. Before it had, had manifested, before the money had transferred out of his account into his pocket, he gave glory to God, verse 21, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. Hey, that's how it works for me. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him, who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who, deli who was delivered Jesus up for our offenses and was raised again because of, of our justification. So we look at the life of Abraham. Abraham, the scripture tells us, is the father of faith. You can't do um, a study on faith, any justice, if you, if you don't deal with Abraham, okay? You just can't. And so um, Abraham is called the father of faith. Um, 
in, in verse 11 and 12, you can go back and study it. It says that um, we are to take the steps of faith that Abraham took. Right? Abraham took steps of faith. And so his life is a, if you want to have a mentor or a case study, there are steps that Abraham, Abraham heard God, believed, and would take a step towards the thing he was believing for. All of us are supposed to be doing that. Okay. Um, man, taking a step towards the thing you believe in for. I believe that God's going to make me this one day, then I'm going to take the step to practice for that thing today. If I believe God has a great future for me in this direction, then I'm going to take what step. Now, I can't make all of that happen between here and there, but I can certainly take a step in the right direction, right? I can take a step that acts on the thing that I believe, right? Um, notice that faith is given so that, verse 16 says, so that God can be gracious to us apart from our ability to earn it on our own rights. It is of faith that it might be by grace. Or I, I like to say it this way, um, grace is the quarterback, but faith is the wide receiver. Yeah, grace is the quarterback, God so loved that he gave. Faith is the wide receiver, that whosoever believes on him should not perish, okay? And so grace is God-giving, and he made, so that his grace could hit everybody, he made these steps something that everybody could do. Pastor, I don't know if you can do that. You can do that. That's why it's, this process is so simple for everything, so that everybody can receive it. He didn't want to make it where only certain people could get it. So he made it so that you could ask, believe, confess, demonstrate, expect, forgive, glorify God, live holy, and get the thing that you're believing for. He made it that way so that everybody could take advantage of it. All right? Um, thus, if we believe the promise is sure to us, without regard to our background and circumstances. It has to work for you. Abraham believed God. God counted it to him for righteousness, and he does the same thing for you. All right? Abraham heard and believed God's de declaration of him that he, Abraham, was a father of many nations. So you have to hear God say these things and believe that it's true for you. You can't just believe that it works for apostle because she just you know she holy she'd been she came out the womb holy and you know she never did anything wrong and you know she never made the mistakes that you made and all of those other things all of that stuff that the devil tried to tell you in your head why it can work for somebody else but not for you all right but he always tells you somebody else stuff gotta be better than mine right so it can always work for them but not for me no no it can work for you all right. Abraham trusted that God brings things dead to life again and calls things that be not as though they were. Right. Abraham believed those things about God that even if my situation is dead, God has resurrection capability inside himself to bring something dead to life again. You have to believe that. 
all right? And as I said before, God talks about tomorrow like it was yesterday. He talks about the thing in the future as if it is already manifested. I have made you a father of many nations when there weren't no nations. So we have to believe that we can't just talk like we live inside of time. We have to talk like we live inside of eternity. We have to talk like I already have it, like it's already in my account, like it's the 15th and payday has already happened. I got to talk like it's already manifested. I used to go into um, because I like the style of her house. I used to go into Pastor Juanita Crump's home, and when I opened the door, I'd say, "Honey, I'm home." I'm see, now see, I'm just that was real simple. Now they laughed at me, ha ha ha. <laughs> but I come in my house now, and I say, "Honey, I'm home." I'm just saying. Faith talks about your tomorrow like it was yesterday. I, I used her home as a fate prop. I used to just imagine myself rolling up into the driveway, opening the door, and I would say it. And she, she laughed at me. And then after I got the house, she said, you ain't saying it. I'm on no, because I'm saying it at my house now. <laughs> I'm just saying. Faith talks about your tomorrow like it was yesterday. What are you? What, now, see, now that it cost me no money. I didn't. I didn't try to. You know, I didn't try to go sign for a note. I couldn't pay for. It. I didn't do none of those things. All I just, I just went. To, I just used it as a faith prop. And she, she got it. She got in agreement with me. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. She said. She said. You know, when I started doing, I wasn't married. She said, "Now you better be careful because some of my sisters may come in the house and say I'm honey." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you got to do something to, to, to begin to activate your faith. Does that make sense? All right. The scripture also tells us when all natural reason for having hope was gone, Abraham tapped into the supernatural reason to have hope because God had promised. Sometimes we believe that God can do it for us because our credit right is the right, you know, we make the right amount of money and we got the right credit and we got these things, these natural reasons. We believe it's because we have good health, because we have good grades, we have all of these good things. But then if all of that is on you, eventually you're going to not be good enough to get what God wants to give you. So what he said is, when every natural reason to have hope, which was him, his body, and Sarah's body being at childbearing age and productive. When all of those things had passed, right, they used to just look at each other and walk. They didn't have nothing else. All they could do was look. That went over some people's heads. <laughs> all they could do was just look. But when all they could do was look, they were still, he was still believing. I told him that uh, he, he, he realized that the blessing was better than Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra. I'm just saying. 
So when, when there was no natural reason to have hope, he, he, he locked into the supernatural reason to have hope, that the God who promised him was faithful. All right? Abraham didn't deny the symptoms of infertility that were standing in his way. He didn't, he didn't deny that those things exist. Now, one of the things that happened to me um, when I was, uh, Ruby was very young and um, I was trying to be in faith, but I was kind of, I was, I was just trying. I was trying as hard as I could. I was trying. I was trying really hard. And then I wanted people to agree. She had, she had a little surgery. She was a little baby at the time. And then somebody said, I didn't know Ruby was sick. Man, I got all, I got angry. And I'm typing, Ruby is not sick. I'm mad. I'm mad now. And then uh, he wasn't bishop at the time. Elder Ben said, stop it. Pump the brakes, bro. Stop. Just stop. Now, I was trying. He said, faith is not calling things that are as though they are not. Faith is not denial. Saying I'm not sick is not the same thing as saying by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Those two are not the same thing. And so what I was, he was saying, pump the brakes. You're about to try to get into denial of something that is here versus calling to something that's not yet here. Faith calls those things that are not as though they already are. Faith don't look at the symptoms and say they're not there. That's just like sticking your head in the sand. That's why you go to the doctor. You get the report. You, you have them tell you, you. You don't ignore. You don't. Faith is not staying away from the doctor's office so that you, you won't hear the news. Listen, the doctor got something to say. I'm going to see it. I'm going to hear it. Yes, I'm going to sit at you, in front of you, and you're going to give me whatever report it is. Yep, I'm going to go there. Yep, I'm coming in with my notebook. Everywhere you see me, I got my notebook. I'm coming to take notes. I'm coming to ask questions. I want to know everything that I need to know. Because looking those situations in the eye isn't the same thing as saying that I'm letting those things determine my destiny. Abraham didn't deny those symptoms. He just said that they wouldn't determine his destiny. All right? So that's, that's, that's what you have to determine. Like, those things can be going on, but you have to say, even though these symptoms are here, they don't decide how I'm going to live the rest of my life. The people calling me, telling me they're going to take everything from me, they don't get, they don't, their voice doesn't decide how well I'm going to live the rest of my life. You have to make sure that you don't let those things become the determining factor for your, the rest of your life. Whose report will you believe? Now, you get the doctor's report. Come on, give it to me. I ain't going to get mad at you, too. I'm going to take all my notes. Because, see, we get mad at the doctor. They ain't their fault. I'm going to take it. Yes, mm -hmm. tell me it all. Tell me it all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, I write it all down. I ask all of the questions I can. Man, you, you took that well. Man, this ain't the final report. If this was the final report, I probably wouldn't be taking it well. Okay, but, but I, I'm still trusting God. He got the final say. 
what you say, man, you have a, you have a, a, a 10% chance to live. Well, okay, I must be in that 10 then. 90 didn't make it, but I'm one of the 10 who did. I'm just saying, okay, Abraham, Abraham said he looked at those things. He just said those things couldn't decide. In his court of evidence, he overruled them in favor of what God had promised. Now, think about, think about a courtroom. A courtroom is a place where a judge sits and determines what evidence is admissible in that court. You got it? So, um, it could actually have happened, but it might still not be admissible. All right? So, when the symptoms were saying you can't have a baby because your body is dead, exhibit A, and her body is, bed, is, is also been dead, exhibit B, Abraham put his robe on and hit the gavel and said, overruled. I'm taking exhibit C. I got a, I got a promise for God, and that promise overrules those symptoms. You have to determine. Sarah judged God faithful who had promised. You got to judge him faithful too. He didn't allow himself to get to a point of questioning and wondering to the point of believing something other than what God had promised. That is what unbelief is. Unbelief is not non-belief. It's believing something other than what God had promised. Abraham allowed his praise life in advance of manifestation to keep his faith strong. That's why singing a song like, I'm expecting great things. Yeah. No matter what's going on, I'm giving God glory because I'm expecting great things. So keeping my praise strong, right? Listen, if you if you in faith for something, nobody should, listen, they need to get out your way because you praising God like y'all need to get this party started. Because you're the one in faith. It's your situation. Listen, you got to be the one. Listen, listen, listen. Don't wait for us to get up here and pump you up. Give me a J. Give me an E. <laughs> Give me an S. Give me a U. Listen, we're not supposed to be here, your cheerleaders. Nobody should have to pump you up. If you really believe in God, nobody has to pump you up. You, are, you keep your own faith strong by giving glory to God. So we want to create an, an, an atmosphere as a church where it's easy for God to move in amongst us because we all as a people are expecting great things and glorifying God in the process. Do you understand? This is really, really important. Abraham did this because he was fully convinced that what God had promised, God was able to perform. God took that kind of faith, that belief, and counted it and said, man, that guy's right with me. Right? That kind of faith is counted as righteousness. Does that make sense? Okay. So, ask, believe, confess, demonstrate, expect, forgive, glorify God. Make sure you'll pray. Listen. You in the faith process, your praise needs to stay hot. You, you want to talk about, you want to magnify the Lord.
You want to talk about how good God is in your situation. All right? Right? So God considers that. And God put this in Scripture so that this same process of righteousness will work for us who have faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Come on, let's stand. Did this bless you today? All right? Now, if this really bless you today, then I'll open your mouth and glorify the God that you're believing for. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thank you, Lord, that it's already done, that you're my healer. I thank you, Lord, that, that you're the one that blessed me. I thank you that it's already done. It's already done, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. God, we praise you. We call Flint fixed, full, and whole, and we thank you for it. We call this church fixed, full, and whole. In Jesus' name. We say it over our homes, Lord. We say it over our children, Lord. We call them saved, satisfied, and serving you in the name of Jesus. We believe it. We believe it. We receive it, Lord. We call our marriages prosperous and happy, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And we praise you for it, Lord, right now. In advance. Thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name. Go ahead, praise him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, for it right now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Remember, God has an amazing plan for each and every one of them of us. We call that plan here, we call it destiny. Destiny is the undeniable truth that God has an amazing plan for your life, hidden inside of himself and placed in seed form inside of each and every one of you. And that's what we believe in for, that destiny is just us unleashing faith is so that we can walk in the full destiny, so that his grace can be manifested in our situation and and that we could just say, God, the thing that you have for me, I'm asking you. I believe that you're doing it. And I'm confessing it and acting in line with that, expecting that your power is manifesting in our situation. That plan that God put in place for you, he put it in before any thought, habit, mistake, or misfortune overtook your life. So often we try to get our acts together and then come to the Lord. But the truth is we can't in our own works get our act together. That's why we each have to come to the Lord. So while all heads are bowed, eyes are closed, believers are praying, if you'd like to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life so that you can benefit from this amazing plan, I'd love to lead you through that process. It's actually very, very simple. It's not hard to do. It's just asking, believing that Jesus came, that he lived a life that was perfect, and that he took the penalty for all of your imperfections, that he suffered that penalty and that God raised him from the dead, and that he seats at the right hand of the Father, and ask him to then be the Lord of your life. Lord is not his first name. Landlord is not that person's name. It just says that's their property, and that they live, that you live there in accordance with an agreement that they have made with you. If that's you, do you like to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Would you just show me that by raising your hand? I'd just like to see hands in Jesus' name. Amen? Well, the second appeal 
um, that I have for you is maybe um, you're a believer, but you've allowed hurts, hindrances, and habits to get in the way. Um, things that would hinder um, God from moving your life. Or you heard the word today and the Lord really ministered to you as we were walking through the ABCs of faith that God is challenging you to step up your faith life. That's you. Show me that by your hand. I just want to set my faith in agreement with yours and the things that you're believing for. I see your hand. I see your hands. I see your hands. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down in Jesus' name. Now, um, the third appeal is maybe you're a believer, but you haven't received. There's a second separate definite work of grace that we call the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Some people call it sanctification. Um, it comes with a supernatural empowerment to speak a, a language from heaven. Well, why is that true? Because heaven is its own country. And so it has its own language. It allows you to also speak in a way that empowers unseen agents from that country, they're called angels, to move on your behalf. And it also strengthens you in ways that feed you and empower your prayer life. That's you, you believe in for the, this baptism in the Holy Spirit. Just wanna know who I'm praying for. If you just show me that by raising your hand. See your hand in Jesus' name. Put your hand down. And then finally, finally, God always tells me to ask when I'm here to tell you that I would love to be your destiny coach. I believe part of my pastoral assignment is to raise up believers to be leaders who excel in their place of assignment. I love to talk to you about membership and Destiny Generation Church. If you're a believer, it's really simple, it's very simple, not hard to do. We just want to know that so we can get you in the process of membership and so we can get you in the process of coming through our foundations course and beginning to deploy you into different areas of ministry assignment, both within the church and outside of the church. If that's you, you're interested in getting information about membership, I'd like to know that if you show me that by raising your hand in Jesus' name. All right. Come on, we're going to all pray together, saints, you're praying with me. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, I come to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. I believe God raised you from the dead just for me. Thank you for receiving me into your royal family. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have given me the measure of faith so that your grace could be extended towards me. I thank you for that. I believe, I ask, I confess, I demonstrate, I expect, I forgive, and God, I give you the glory for every promise being manifest in my life and my situation. I thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated. We just got some announcements. I do want to just talk to you that are online. Thank you for uh, watching with us today. Uh, I pray that the message bless you. If the word was good to you, please look at the information on the screen. You have a chance to assist us as we go to give, um, help others experience the word that you experienced today. We believe 
that God wants us to go on media, television, radio, every available voice to get the word out. Information there is how you can help us do that. We want you to be our destiny partner. Help us to spread the word of destiny so that others can experience like you the guidance that they need so that they can find the path of God for their lives. All right? Do that. We do have, we will be here this uh, Tuesday, and then we'll have our men's Bible study, our men, men of destiny prayer on Saturday. So we ask you to come out and join us for those events as well. All right? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.